Well, good evening, everybody. I know we're going to try to get through this before the hockey game uh, jumps on at about 8.30, so it'll be a good time. Tonight we got on Aaron Day, and then later on we got um, Chad Sager and John Birdstag going to be jumping on, talk about drifting, talk about judging, how much they love it, and how much they absolutely think uh, it's the best thing that they could uh, do for the series. We got Tony on, and then hopefully Aaron will... for it to catch up the internet a little slow. There we go. John. Hey, how's it going today? Not too bad, buddy. Not too bad. Uh, one week, one day from first practice. I know. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good time. Hopefully the weather stays nice like this. We definitely can, can use some good time out of the track. Yeah, so. no. Sunshine has been nice the last few days, so yeah, like you're saying, hope it keeps up because it's uh, it's it's promising for sure so far. So looks good. I haven't checked the weather yet, and I don't want to. I just want to be surprised, but I'm hoping that uh, you know good things happen. It'll be good. Actually, we really lucked out last year. We had very few days where it was uh, bad weather for our drifting. So you know we've been really really lucky with that. I see that Aaron yep. jumped into the uh, into the chat already, so he's going to jump on here. So it'll be interesting to chat with him. I was going to say, it's uh, interesting that we're starting on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you always. That's right. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. So this is the second time I've gotten to use that joke. Uh, I've been around now, well, I guess ten, seven years now, right, to make that joke again. So it's come around full circle, man. Yeah. Mr. Aaron Day, how are things? Gentlemen, good. How are you guys? Well, I think we're doing great. Uh, weather's decent. Um, you know, drifting's uh, coming soon. Everybody's working on their cars, lots of people registering for the events, so that's always good. Oh, yeah. um, well, I mean, everyone knows who you are, especially in the drift community. Anywhere I go, they all know, oh, drifting, Aaron Day. So I don't think you need to give too much introduction, but multiple champion for uh, the Spec D series, Aaron Day, driver now for the Triple S Motorsports team. And I mean, your life has just been a constant change in this last year. You got so many things going on. Why don't you just catch everybody up to date and kind of, you know, we'll start from there. Yeah, all all the adulting, I guess. I got married in January to my fiance, Justine. Um, we got pregnant, or she's pregnant, I should say. So we're expecting a baby in July. And then we're, we're moving next week into a new house as well. So it's like everything, all the adulting stuff in less less than a year now, so. Well, that's excellent. So July, well, that's good. I mean, uh, we're lucky we have our little girl, Emily, that was born July 1st. So, you know, more July babies are a good thing. There we go. A little it. boy, too. So hopefully uh, the next little day rippers, the plans. So we'll see what happens. Right on. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's right already. I guess uh, the debate will be on whether or not they get your number or not. Yeah. <laughs> excellent. All right, so why don't you just give us a little bit of history. You're probably the longest time driver still driving in the series. Yeah. Been around from the beginning. Um, one, of, one of two of our drivers that uh, went and did the experiment of Formula Drift yeah. and, uh, you know, then brought you to a harsh reality of adulting again and then sort of joined up with the Triple S Motorsports team. Uh, your name has come up a ton in all these interviews, you're either the person that inspires the uh, 
drivers to do better or you're the one that they always want to beat the hardest competition so why don't you give a little bit of uh, background where you've seen drifting go um you know your formula drift experience and sort of where you are now um yeah first of all i guess i i definitely watch i think i think most most of all of your interviews i think i've watched and hearing my name get brought up like quite a few times it's just crazy to think about and then i think like how long i've been doing this now and it's like it i was telling you it just feels it feels surreal so it's uh it's cool it's, it's cool to hear everyone's thoughts about uh just how long i've been involved in the sport i guess so um yeah I, so i background for i guess guys who don't really know i started drifting in 2008 competed in my first season in dmcc in 2009 um st really stock car stock 240 hatch sr20 with just bolt-on mods it was completely different in 2009 even now actually there were some faster cars back then too but that was a competitive enough package to, to definitely get you onto the podium um ran dmcc for a long time then drift west took over um and then and yeah lo and behold years after driving 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 actually my turnaround point i'd say was when i went to in 2011 i think it was i did the ls swap i know a lot of people aren't huge fans of it but it's uh prior to the ls swap i had so many issues in the pits like I don't even know how many events I missed or uh, got knocked out in top 16 or sometimes you'd show up practice car blew up. It was constant. <laughs> like it was, it was insane. It was, it was just, it was yeah, expensive and it was just brutal. So um, I, I made the choice of doing the LS swap just for, I've just heard so many good things about it, just how easy they were to work on. They got an OBD port so you could just plug in a reader and you know, read whatever ECU code you had. It was so simple. So then I, once I, that was like probably like my pivotal, no, it was 2012. That's what it was. That was like my pivotal point in driving for sure. Um, LSs are definitely, I, I'd say a little bit of a cheat code. And the fact of like instant torque is absolutely easier to drift with. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Um, but I had no, ever since then, I, my mechanical issues were like vastly improved. Like the amount of seat time I was able to get in 2012 was huge. So uh, I'd say that was probably a pivotal point. And when I started, my driving started getting better just because I was able to actually like compete and get seat mm -hmm. time. Um, and yeah, so that, that was really big. And then, yeah, started doing some bolt-on stuff to the, um, to the LS. And then 2014, no, 2013, I wanted to go try driving in Seattle in the Evergreen series. Right. So I was like, let's go do, let's go do one event. Um, and I had, I've had a group of boys follow me since like two. So when I was like 18, I'm 33 now, 33 next month. And I've had, I've had a few core guys who have literally stuck with me the entire time. Like uh, his name's Brent, or we call him, we call him Bing Bing. He, uh, that, that kid has like the amount of hours he's put in for my, for my car and my program. And just wanting to see me succeed is, is insane. And there's so many of them. Like I, I could rattle off a list of all my friends who have been there to help me. But uh, so we like packed the car up. We said, okay, let's go do one evergreen event in 2013 see what happens and we'll see how i how i stack up so we, we went and then uh i can't remember where i finished it, I, I didn't podium but i, I did relatively good and mm -hmm. seeing what i needed to to improve on the car to go run a full season in 2014 oh that was i went there because we didn't have that's right we didn't have any licensing series 
here. That's, right. That was like the whole push of wanting to go there. So we couldn't get Formula Drift licenses here at that point. Um, so, and, and the driving, that track is, is incredible. That, that was probably the next thing. It was first the LS that helped my driving and then going to Evergreen. I think the year I came back from Evergreen, after doing a full season in 2014, my driving, like, it was, it was completely different. Just getting to drive a track. I think the speed you mm -hmm. get to drive at, plus with some of the car builds back then, were just, it, it made a big difference in my driving for sure. Um, so, yeah, I did the 20 full season in 2014. And then I also did the entire Drift West season as well. So, so it was like 2014 was an insane year. I remember we drove, I competed in Seattle um what was it it would have it would have been on a saturday so we drove all night friday to get to evergreen to run an event drove there literally packed up after the event packed up packed up everything we just started driving back to edmonton we had a race sunday the next day and we drove all day and i ended up making it i think i just pulled into the track because like we were doing our first driver's meeting that actually so it like, popped up on my memories of uh yeah. i think it was a may 19th <laughs> event that it was a sunday yeah that it was around one yeah <laughs> yeah crazy yeah so, no sleep and that's when uh the road course is newer at that point so that's when everybody was crashing remember it was just slick as heck it was just yeah. Like, yeah. Well, the pavement. yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> it was just, just like an oil slick on the track so that was that was pretty interesting that was a lot of fun yeah we um, wrecked a lot of cars that uh that first round like how mad yeah was, like it was over 50 percent of the field oh. at least hit something and, and like and some of the guys actually never came back after that. Yeah. Like some, some of them never made it back. I think just cause the wreck was, well, I mean, it's devastating, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, it was, that was a bad, that was a bad one. Anyways, that track obviously got a lot better. Since yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. the wall, that's when the wall was like right next We're to the, on the track. Right yeah. off the concrete. Yeah. That was, no. it was like, no, it was like yeah. a narrow, a narrow long beach with no tire walls. Yeah. Yeah. And, and slick. And slick. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, that was that was all of twenty fourteen. That was um that was a huge year. I had so much seat time, just just seat time on seat time. So my driving definitely got better. And then I ended up finishing second overall in the Evergreen series behind uh Cameron Moore, who was he was really, really big, I think, in helping me. Their family. I don't know if anyone here knows Cameron Moore and his dad. I think you've talked to him a bit, hey Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know Cameron. Cameron uh, and his and his dad there, um, they they were huge. They they helped me out tons. They were like the nicest guys. Like just some random dude coming from Canada to come drive, and they would help me out with it, whatever I needed. They they'd always ask if I needed a hand with parts or a place to work on my car or tips and tricks. And um, he kind of like I'd say Cameron Cameron almost like took me under his wing a little bit and would like just wanted to see me improve. So he would give me driving tips and certain uh certain tips around the track at evergreen which was huge because in now they, they in evergreen they split it up now they do the, the little smaller three eighths bank and they also do the five eighths bank the big one um back then it was only five eighths so they didn't have any drivers because nobody wanted to build their car up to spec and it was it was hard it was yeah it's it's difficult that's probably the most the most the toughest track i've driven for right. sure going 100 and i think the fastest speed was like 160. <laughs> kilometers going into that turn and you're you're picking up speed as you go around oh my god so crazy yeah i know so, i think we talk about around 140 is our is our fastest track that we've been able to get to yeah yeah so yeah 160 was a lot and then you're literally you grip up you go and you just start picking up speed as you go around that track so um 
Yeah, so then I got my Pro 2 license that season. And then I wasn't able to run 2015. So I think I did another local season in 2015. I believe that's when we did, that was the first year of licensing, I think, too, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So then I relicensed again. And then 2016 is when I made like my pro, my pro two debut. Um, that's when I partnered with Trademark Auto House, who was a huge part of my, of my car and build at that point. I think that was honestly that kit. I ran the uh, full origin race line kit. Can... And that's probably that beautiful. Oh, I loved it. That was my, that was probably my, my favorite look of all, all the cars I've, I've owned and driven. Um, and then we did uh, kooky headlights. And then we did Zanke corner lights. And I personally had never seen anyone do that. So we called, we called it a, a Zuki. Yeah. And yeah, that, was, that was by far my favorite look of the car. But so yeah, Trademark popped on board, helped me out huge to uh, get me to go to Pro 2. And also TD Canada Trust helped out huge on my program that year. <laughs> and <laughs> huge. And um, yeah, so then 2016 came and we did the full Pro 2 season. And that was a, that was a, a friggin' whirlwind. That was, it was a, it was a big year. Um, it's, it's completely different. You guys have been to Formula Drift events and yeah. just experience being there, how just, it's just the next, the next, next, next step, right? It's, it's a, it's a big leap, I'd say from, from our series. As good as we are here and as good as we run it, there's just the amount of money that guys throw into their cars there is just another, another step up right and it's even got right. trickier since obviously 2016 it was pretty simple a lot a lot simpler now we're sorry back then they didn't have um i think now it's you pretty much need at least 650 horse a quick change and some sort of some sort of, of dog box or sequential to to probably be pretty competitive back then it wasn't it wasn't as competitive then so it was is a little easier i'd say um but but expensive <laughs> and yeah i did i did the full i did the full season and uh i guess backstory to me is when i started drifting i'm very competitive anyone who doesn't know me like i i like the bro days but honestly I, I like winning even more so if i can if someone gave me the option of what i want to do in a season it's like okay here's fun days or here's event days i'm gonna do event days all day long right right I, i'm too competitive I, I i like i like the competition side of racing um so when I got into it, like my goal was formula drift. Like I'm going, that's what I'm doing. I'm getting into it. I'm going to make the formula drift. Um, whether it be pro two or not pro two happened, I guess. I can't remember what year it happened. 2014. Probably. I think it was one of the first iterations of pro yeah. two when you went yeah. down. Right, yeah. Right around there. So then pro two happened on that actually was probably a good thing. Anyways, trying to drive with a lot of those other guys, I would have got just smoke. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the, day, yeah. the days of 60 cars in qualifying when you show up to Long Beach and, you know, more than half the field goes home and, you know. Yeah. In the seat time, a lot of people don't realize when you, I don't know, I hope it's changed a little bit. The structure when I went in 2016 was I, you would get, man, not even, not even eight. Eight would be a lot of practice runs at a competition day at Formula Drift Pro 2. They, they didn't cater to pro two guys. Like obviously the pro one guys are, are the show. Um, so we got very little track time. If you, what I found to be the most difficult 
was obviously I'd never driven those tracks where a lot of the other guys had the chance to at least go practice there. At that time, they would let you go and rent, rent the facilities beforehand if you wanted to go practice. Right, right. We never had that, had that ability. So we, um, you'd show up and, and so they would all have whatever their damping settings were going to be. They had an idea of what tire pressures were going to be. If they had a quick change, they knew, they knew what ratios they were going to be running that weekend. Where if you didn't, you just show up and you're just trying to just figure it out on the fly, get, get ready, get as um, prepared as you can. And then all by that point, it's already qualifying. So if you yeah. had to go make one quick change or if you broke something, a tire, something simple, if you just broke for 10 minutes, you were out, practice was over. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that's, uh, that's hard that a lot of people don't see. Like you, you hear it in some of the video recaps from the pro guys, like I only got four, five laps in my car before qualifying. And you're like, well, what were you doing? Yeah. And it's just, it's just, there isn't that much time. I mean, you can see it even now, like the delays of the show, just when, you know, somebody goes off track, practice is over basically, right? They got to clean up, they got everything, reset the track. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one because you'd almost think like you're going so far away. Like when you, you would have started, I guess, Orlando or something would have been one of your first ones. Atlanta it, was the first one. Atlanta, right. So they're back at Atlanta this year, but that's like, that is a, that is a 40 hour drive, mm-hmm. you know? And then you think, well, this is awesome. I'm going to get to drive this uh, track. I've watched so many times on TV and then you get there and you get, you know, six practice laps and then you got into qualifying and it's, it's a rough time. Yeah. Yeah. We had actually, we had, uh, because the season started in April, obviously I couldn't shake down the car and we did it. We did a ton of changes. So I, I had no practice time, no seat time going into Atlanta. Um, and we just added nitrous to the car. So we had like, just n- no seat time, nothing. So I was really, I am not knowing the structure. I was like, Oh, I'll show up. And I'm sure I'll get like spec D how much, how much seat time do we get? Like, I love it. It's incredible. You can like, yeah. If your car's running good, you're just hot lapping. Like, it's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's you can unreal. go all day. Yeah, like, oh, I'm gonna show up to Formula Drift and I'll hot lap and I'll have so much time. No, complete off. Yeah, who, I had who's <laughs> bringing lunch? When does catering show up yeah. so that we can take our hour break? Yeah, no, it's and none of that. Yeah, embarrassing to admit, I installed my subframe, I did all the parts um, outside the car that year, and uh, the upper camber arms on the back. I actually had them upside down and I had no, I, I had no idea there was, a, there was sides to those. Apparently there are. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, we put the car together and I did all that from outside the car. So I never really noticed a problem. So I went to go drive and you'd go down, you go down the hill and you'd initiate, but Kate, perfect. And as soon as I would go to transition, come back up the hill, the car would immediately just like flip, like just instantly spin out. Like I had zero control. Like I was like, what the, like, what the heck's going on? I couldn't figure it out. And like something, I'm like, I don't suck this bad. Like there's something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I made him, I can't remember who it was formula derp that year made a post about me too. <laughs> mocking, mocking me as well. I was like, man, I don't suck this bad. I swear. <laughs> so Derek Saunders was my head mechanic for a long time and he came down. And, uh, so we're looking like, Hey, we've got like, there's something happening that's compressing and just, you could just feel it, it would compress and just like un- unwind all, all the force. Right. So we found those, we found those camber arms and there was like five minutes left in practice. So we quickly ripped them around, flipped and said, hope to God this works. Did one practice run. I was like, okay, I linked the course. It's perfect. Um, so then we, uh, yeah, just the rest of the season was, yeah. Sorry. History like that. Yeah. Just going on through it. Yeah. So. You learned, you learned the hard lesson that, yeah, it's just very expensive. One thing they'll teach you is how to spend money quick, I guess, like that. 
Um, so then even after you, you went out and you, you did Formula Drift, you kind of came back and I think you were really looking to take a break. Um, I know I had talked to you after that and you were just like, no, it's, it's not at all feasible. You cannot, you know, like a, a guy without huge sponsors is not going to make this happen. And then Triple S got your car and, and kind of swapped it out, swapped out the LS, put the 2J in. And then basically from that point on, um, with your experience in FD, your experience in Evergreen, it was like you were the guy to to beat when yeah. you came back and were driving in Spec D. I guess, how is, how is that? Because you kind of talk a little bit about going to Evergreen, driving the faster tracks, driving with drivers who maybe have more experience, more seat time, uh, you know, say that they're better than you, so it would elevate your driving skill. And we always use you as that example. Like, if you want to beat Aaron, you have to rise to that level and every time guys get close to your just level keeps going up so you're kind of the guy with the target on the back all the time how is that to be uh driving with that uh well to start the for, for anyone who doesn't know like i love talking about it um after 2016 and pro 2 happened um i i, I physically just couldn't afford anything i was uh 26 i guess that it's 26 i was still living in my parents basement like I lived in my parents' basement until then because I, I literally couldn't do anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, every cent I had went to racing, I, literally every cent. Um, so after that season, I was like, okay, hey, I got to pump the brakes. Like I got to, I got to move out. I got to, I got to start adulting a bit. Um, and there's just no way I could, I could make this feasible. Like it's just getting, and the car, the car got too crazy too. I, I one of the, one of the deciding points I went to Claire's home and, um, small little pad i'd get two runs out of a pair of tires at that track so this is getting this is just getting this is getting out of hand right right um, i was gonna say for, for context clarisome as you said is a tiny pad you maybe get second gear for a corner um it's pretty impressive in the sense that you're able to burn off two tabs and which was maybe 50 seconds of driving yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. and I, that, it literally hit me after that that was the end of pro 2 end of 2016 i did that and I was driving home like I can't do this. Like this is this is just getting too crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had some sponsors that helped out, and that was huge. But it wasn't enough to to live to live a life to get out of debt. I was in I was in huge debt. Um. So it was Christmas. So I, I posted everything for sale as much as I didn't want to, and I just posted everything. I was like, I'm I'm selling it all. I'm getting rid of it. I'm gonna get out of debt and and be an adult. And Corey called me on I think it was Christmas. I think it was Christmas Day or day after. I can't remember. And uh, he says, uh, what are you doing? I'm like, and Corey and I had a pretty good friendship. Like we didn't know each other. I'd say we wouldn't know each other that well, but well enough. They, I, they always helped me out and would help me where I can. They sponsored me actually to go to EVD and stuff. And uh, I was like, well, what, what do you mean? What am I doing? He's like, you can't sell your shit. I'm like, dude, I, I can't afford to, to, to go on like this. I've hit, I've hit the limit now, right? Um, so he's like, no. He's like, 100%, you're not, like, not going to stop driving. And he, uh, I was like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? And I never thought of me being able to drive for a shop, whatever, be in my playing cards. And uh, he's like, no, we're like, enjoy your Christmas. We'll talk after. Uh, we're going to have a sit down and, and I have some ideas to run by you. So, yeah, lo and behold, he's like, he's like, he's like I can't fathom seeing someone. It's like touched my heart a lot with Corey. He's like, I can't handle seeing someone who dumped so much of their time and energy and money into the sport for so long to just, stop driving because you can't afford it and he's like i just i can't i can't have that i'm like okay 
okay, well, that's incredible. So then, yeah, the, the mm -hmm. partnership, the partnership fired up, and I think that was 2017 would have been the next year. Um, so yeah, I guess I, I, what was the question? What I, I rambled on. I forgot the question even asked me now. Well, no, like we were just asking, like how it is to drive where where you're kind of the the pinnacle of the series, like the top driver. You won so many championships with us, and I always joke to people that you know I've given you more trophies and Triple S more trophies than than any other person, you know, at all. Yeah. And and it kind of you turned it into like how you actually got into Triple S, which is great. Yeah. Um, so a little bit going on. I know that uh, we had talked earlier in the week a little bit. How, how's it looking for, you know, Triple S, what they're doing as the race program and maybe what you guys are up to? So we're trying, um, I guess, to be as clear as we can. We don't know if we're going to make a full return for this season. Um, again, financials are just uh, the, the shop. The shop's doing well. They're so busy, but there's just a point where it they need to level out at mm -hmm. some point. Corey's been running my program since 2017 and it just every year everything gets more expensive um and again the cars are at the level now where they're they're so expensive to build um and maintain and then also run in a race event right so we're trying to make it work uh we're having some conversations this week and marco and i are putting our heads together and hopefully we can come to some sort of conclusion because yeah i i didn't realize like how long I've been driving until we had that conversation of like, Oh, 20, 2023 might actually not be feasible. Um, right. And then I like kind of hit me on shit. I've been like, this is, it just, it just became so natural. It's just like, Oh, summer's here. Even my wife now, she's just like, like, it's just natural. It's like, Oh, summer. Yeah. When, when, when are you racing? Like when, <laughs> what, days like, don't, what days don't we see you? Yeah. What days don't we see you? What days, what days are you racing? So it just became so natural. And then as soon as we talked about it potentially not happening, I was like, shit, like, this is, that's crazy. I, I never even, uh, never even thought about it not happening. So we're gonna do what we can. We're gonna do what we can, try to make it work. The car's there, like, we're not, we're never gonna get rid of the car. Um, we just have to put a, a good enough program together just to, just to make it work. Right. So if you're watching this, you need to help out uh, a great team and a great shop. I, I, and I, and I say that, you know, like, it, it looks like we're, for sure the team is great um and if and if you've been at uh any of our events you always see what triple s brings and number one you got a bunch of guys there that you know are mechanics or fabricators uh and they're down to help anybody in the series and that's what we always look for is like uh, it's not just you know aaron driving and and winning but it brings like a whole team behind him like and you say you got a group of guys that always follow you around and we just call them the triple s crew but they've been with you since even before that you yeah know, they, bring out, they bring out their own guys but then we also have like, oh you got every, you know like and just great people that are just positive to be around you know you got sanjay you got lauren you got you know a ton you know i see lots of them in here you know your simpson 240s in there you know putting in the comments i read them on as they go by yeah. but it's just good to see and that's a good group of uh of people and good camaraderie that you see so well, hopefully you guys can can uh, can work it and work some magic and some somebody will drop a little bit of funding along the way to uh, oh yeah hey Sanjay I happy you're watching Sanjay's all adulting too I mean I haven't seen his beautiful car out there this is a shout out to Sanjay to bring that back 
I don't know what he's doing. He just he said it was supposed to be a show car. Next thing you know, he's slamming into uh, to water barrels and destroying his fenders. And I think that's just become have, his race car now. You know, I, I totally seen that guy drive it like a show car. Yeah. I've always seen him drive it like a drift car, and like pretty hard too all the time. So that's like the sickest thing. All right, so he doesn't have he doesn't have a chill mode. So no. <laughs> Basically, everybody is calling out Sanjay to bring the car back and at least make some sort of appearance. Yep. You know, it, it always amazed me. He just shows up with those that beautiful body kit and those, like, super expensive rims and just like, I'm going drifting. I'm like, all right, man. Don't hit anything. And the bumper's dragging off of the track. Yeah. Um, definitely need him back. Uh, I think he had some engine trouble, but I hope we got that sorted. The boy. Oh says, boy. It should be. Yeah, it, yeah. He should oh have boy. an SR20 in there. Oh boy. Apparently, in all the chats, that the SR20 is is God's engine. Apparently, that's what everybody says. But I don't know. How how was your experience with the SR20 there, Aaron? I loved it until uh, it, it it was really good at the start when I very first got into it. Uh, actually, it was KA like NAKA oh. when I very first started. Yeah, and then uh, I wanted to do the KAT route, but there wasn't as much, like, packages available for them back then. It wasn't much know-how. Um, mm -hmm. So the SR was okay. It was it was good. You do, like, your Z32 math, some fuel injectors, the uh, Disco Potato, and I was just like, you're, you're, let's run this thing all, all day long. And then I, I got greedy. I'm like, oh, we need some – we need more power now, right? So I ended up t doing, like, a full teardown. We, sleep, we did, like, darting sleeves in the block, oversized pistons, like, just – everything and it was just a nightmare after that just could never it was just one thing one thing broke the next thing broke and it just was it snowballed <laughs> <laughs> well there you go well i mean look sanjay says that it is it's it's good to go so i'm i'm saying i guess we're gonna see him out I mean, maybe season opener or something like that registration is open on the website yeah, so there you go so this turned into a call out Sanjay to bring his car back and uh, bring his little little man out to the track, try to raise him up. Good, Sanjay, bring him out. The same way we expect you to bring your son out too, Aaron, when you, uh, Absolutely. you know, that's how they, they the, fir the first couple of breaths when their young lungs are nice and young, you need to get them tire smoke and race gas. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Builds up the immunity from, uh, from an early age. Absolutely. <laughs> Just right. wanted to jump so, in here i have a few long format questions before right. i get into some of the quick ones yeah uh doing a little homework uh i'm sure this doesn't come as too much a surprise you are both are three times champion uh most winningest driver driver that's been to the podium the most um i mean competitive force you know like i think we we can talk and you've seen us talk on the, the streams here at length of just you know the dominance that you do display week in, week out, uh, when we are back in series format, whether it be the shootout, it's it's impressive. So my question I wanted to ask is, you know, do you ever get tired of being good? Um, but <laughs> more realistically, you know, what does it take to continue that performance? You know, you maybe, let's say 2017, let's say you had an easier go at it. I think we can both all agree that since then, though, that level has been up, up, up. You've had to find a new way to just keep yourself ahead of these guys. Um, what impresses Aaron Day, and what still drives you to be first? Yeah, what what John say in his interview? I had to keep fighting to stay relevant. I heard that, John, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's 100% has been... I felt like after the FD year, 
for sure. It was like, I felt like I had like that extra jump on everyone just because I had driven just so much, like the diverse, diversity of tracks and speed that car had was just incredible. So I think it was definitely a little bit easier of a year, like you said, Tony. Um, and then, yeah, ever since everyone keeps pushing it up and driving and that's, that's how drifting works, right? Like that's how Daigo Saito came into FD and said, here's a thousand horse and boom, oh. here's everyone running a thousand horsepower now, right? Or close yeah. to. So hundred percent, um, the level keeps going up. The problem I have is I can't seem to get enough seat time. Um, I see everyone driving their asses off all the time. Like, dang, I need to, there's so much things I want to improve. Like I, I feel like I have so many more levels to achieve in racing. I just need the seat time to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I love winning. I, it's like, it, 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 it fires me up, man. I, <laughs> that's probably what it's what keeps, I, I love competition. Like love it any sport played any and every sport growing up and yeah the, the more winning i could do the better so um it's never going to get old i know you asked me that that question a few times on the podium and it's, it's the same answer it yeah. never gets old yeah. <laughs> never, never gets old and i just need to i need i definitely i think i drove the car only three times last year for mcmurray the specty shootout and i actually maybe only twice and i never did any other practices so I need to I need to get out and do some practice and, and keep up to these guys. Simple I mean, time car. I'm gonna yeah. get walked on. I'm gonna get walked on pretty soon if I don't uh, start upping it here. So. Before I do the rapid fire questions, I want to kind of modify one of them. You know, we always joke and ask, you know, who's your easiest battle? But Aaron Day, who is your toughest battle? Be it Specty, Drift West, DMCC from Canada, who would have been your toughest battle? Um, there's 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 two that always come to mind. Um. EIR, I don't know why, it always comes into my head. Uh, Jason Delahaye and I at EIR, and I can't remember what year, we did like two or three back-to-backs. <laughs> and it was that, that was probably one of the most fun battles I think I've had. Um, we, that, EIR is such a good track for Tandem because you can just suck up on their door right on that last bank. So just, it's really good for spectators um, and for drivers, fun. So that was probably, that one's very notable in my head. Um, and then I'd Cameron Moore for sure if we're talking outside of this, he was probably, mm -hmm. I battled him tons because there was only so many drivers that could drive on the five eights bank. So I, the driver list when I went, wasn't that long. Right. So him for sure. He, that car was incredible. He was, he's a talented driver for sure. So between Delhi, Delhi and uh, Cameron Moore. Nice man. I was, uh, I think my pick would have been, Oh man, this would have been probably like 2013 Aaron Day versus John Shillwatcher, I think for your first podium in drifting at Stratotech, yeah. if I recall, just came back from race city where it didn't go great. <laughs> I think it was like a practice day or something like that. And you came back minus a few windows. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was like an event shortly after that. And just back to me, good. I think that was like, yeah, craziest battle I've seen. It was uh no, it was Conroy when I got what, like, the first thing you right. Conroy got my very first podium and I'll never forget that. And I was so jacked up. Number one, cause I damn near wrote the car, car off at race city, got it back together with JJ, everyone who doesn't know JJ, that guy was a huge part of my program back in the day and uh, got it together. And then I, I beat Conroy at, uh, for third place. And I was so excited. And then he comes up after and he was like saying good battles. Like, yeah, I didn't have an e-brake. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, oh, sick. he still drove unreal. Like, yeah, just he, he just throws that in just to uh, as the old man excuse, I yeah. guess, right? Yeah, just say no, no e-brake, but I almost still beat you. Yeah. <laughs> You're feeling good. And then he just says, yeah, my car wasn't running. It's okay. Yeah. It was just barely, yeah. Pedal power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, jump, jump into the uh, 
rapid fire questions there, Tony. See what see what we can start up and stir up for the rest of this program. Yeah, this is where it usually gets silly. I mean, congratulations on like the prof most professional interview we've had thus far, but it is time to send it off the rails. <laughs> so clear your head. Uh, first answer that comes in your mind, just answer it as fast as possible. All right. Most expensive part on your car? Uh, be between, if it's not motor, it'd be the dog box. Okay. Okay. Most expensive part you've broken on your car? Uh, it'd be motor, if we're counting that as a part, for sure. Yes. I did a couple of those. <laughs> that happens. You get that on these big jobs. Uh, dream car and motor setup? I think I'd do uh, A90 Supra. I think those things look so good done up properly. Um, and then uh, uh, the uh, VR38, for some reason, just always, I don't know. That seems like a motor I just... You just do some bolt-ons. That thing seems like it's just good to go. So that'd be a cool motor trial. So VR and uh, A90 Supra. It sounds gnarly too. Oh, so good. Um, dream battle. If you could battle anybody in the world, who would it be? Um, probably between like James Dean or Peter Visek. I think that would just be incredible. That would be, yeah. <laughs> be a wild one, man. Yeah. Uh, hero driver. Favorite driver in the world. Uh, Frederick Osbo, he's actually a big one that I always look up to every single year. That guy, I love how he cares, carries himself on track. I love his driving. He's one of those, like, he might not be the flashiest driver on track, but he's one of those guys who kind of reminds me of how I drive, just we're conservative, we get the job done. That guy could blow his engine, miss all practice, show up to qualify and qualify, like, top 10. And I just, yeah. I, I love that about him. So, yeah, Osbo. Yeah, man, he's... He dialed the machine. He's good. I think he's got a pretty good season on his hands here. Very excited to see Formula Drift round two. Yes. Uh, get into that later too. Uh, local driver that, that inspires you? Um, would have been back in the day uh, Parsons and Chris Van Galen were the two dudes like when you came out to when you came out to drifting those were like the boys you would go to watch yeah. and they were just like they were on another level than everybody else. I remember I'm getting goosebumps I kid you not talking about it. like you watch well, those, sorry. Yeah, somebody call out uh, Van Galen. He's got a car. He's uh, he, a yeah. he's a he's around. He bought yeah. some tires one year. One of my group buys. Like I'm coming back, and he never came back. So <laughs> yeah, maybe he just wasn't coming back here. I don't know what he's worried about. So yeah, between between those guys, man, they were they were the biggest inspiration to me to get into driving. Uh, I watched them before I got into drifting, and that like yeah, they they were incredible to watch back then. 100%. Yeah, man, they're deadly rippers, all of them. Uh, okay, now time to throw a little shade. Easiest battle you've had? Uh, I'm just gonna say Connor because he's my teammate, and <laughs> I don't think I, I I don't think he's been able to beat me yet. So I'm gonna say Connor. Might be about like zero to six, zero to seven, but yeah, you you might be right. <laughs> the nicest guy in drifting, though, you know, nicest that's, guy. that's on the nicest guy ever. He's one of my best friends. But yeah, he can't beat me, so I'm gonna say Connor. <laughs> right. All right, so we got uh, the last two here. Bucket list event and bucket list track to drive that. Uh, event, any, any, everyone keeps saying the uh, Driftmaster stuff. It looks, the track seems so cool. Uh, the car builds there are incredible. So I think a drift, like going across, going across there would be, would be really cool. Um, and then as for tracks, it, it would have been honestly Road Atlanta, but I was able to do that luckily. So it'd be, I don't know if you guys have seen, um, DMEC did an event at, uh, it's called Moto, Moto Arena in Poland. And it's mm -hmm. really cool battles like um, Connor Shanahan and James Dean there. So it's like in that actual like arena that mm -hmm. to me, and then they would do that whole thing and do like the, 
do like the little hairpin turn around and come back and do it again. So yeah, that'd probably yeah. that looked so yeah. cool. They just custom pave, uh, you know, a stadium for one event. Say, if anybody got the hookup at Northland, yeah. you know, let us know. We would love to go do that there. There's more than enough space. We would we'd make it neat. It'd be cool. Yeah, uh, we need a few things though. It won't be no time this year because no you others are the others are going to take it all the way. So I don't want to. That'll be There's no time yeah. there to get around there and, and to get over to to Rogers. <laughs> but, and Northlands will just be nothing but a parking lot fairly soon anyway. So yeah. There you there go. Good <laughs> so I got one, one more longer format question for you. What do you got? Uh, you've been around through it all, man. We've seen, uh, I mean, been around various parts myself too. We've seen drifting come pretty far, I'd say, in uh, our home state of Alberta here. Um, if you had, you know, if you could kind of pinpoint the change of momentum from, you know, we were always, I think DMCC left us at a weird spot. Drift West, you know, did the best resources they had. Specty hit it, taking it running. But if there was like one event in your mind that stands out, what kind of got the ball rolling to maybe the Specty and uh, some of the, some of the events that we get to enjoy today, like Straddle Bash, you know, obviously doing like motor show demos. What, uh, do you put it down to like a certain year, maybe an event in uh, drifting up here in Alberta that kind of just took it to that next level that we've been experiencing? Well, I'd say as soon as, as soon as Sean got in with Specty, it would have been, um, what year? There, there was a year where we had, I think it was like six drivers coming out to events. <laughs> and it was crazy. I'm like, shit, like we are on the decline of drifting. Like we're, we're headed downhill. Yeah. Um, and then, so I, I remember that to a T and I remember thinking like, like, are we not gonna be able to drive soon? Like, is it going to get to the point where no one's going to come out? No one's going to have cars. Um, do you remember what year that was, Sean? That we, it was. Would have been in that, in that 20, 2014, 2015 timeframe. Cause yeah. once we, once we kind of passed that, then we were able to get the formula drift license. Um, it was kind of that whole push taking it from uh, those four or five cars and saying, okay, like, let's let's start doing liveries let's make your car at least one color yeah let's really step it up and then the fans started coming out i think uh more and just i don't know the drivers all sort of answered the call and when one does something cool and it the hype gets going then everybody wanted to be part of it and yeah. it's just going from there yeah so i'd say that that would be the answer tony is probably the year after that um yeah, drivers started showing up, the Pro 2 license. I think the Pro 2 license probably got a lot of people's ears perked up, even if people weren't even going to run Pro 2. I think mm -hmm. it was just a novelty of like, oh, that's that's cool, right? Something something cool to achieve that you couldn't you couldn't have done before. Yeah, so breaking your face. 100%. So it just becomes another thing for someone to try and get or grasp. So, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely as soon as the, the licenses started coming out, for sure. Right on, Matt. I think that's a pretty sick answer. Um, and then I guess really last quick one too, from the Specty events, you know, be it our demos, be it our events, do you have one standout favorite event? Mission, I think the first, first or second year we did mission. Um, I think for all the tracks that we've done around here, that, that layout is probably one of my favorites. So back to back, both those years were so much fun like that. That track for anyone who hasn't driven in like that that layout, um, so fast, and you need all the commitment in the world just to make that first turn and do it properly. So yeah, mission for sure. When we went there, I was so I remember looking at the layouts like or checking out like the track. I'm like, where are we gonna drift? Let's, let's yeah. What's the plan? What's the plan here? 
and uh yeah you guys came with that and that was like oh so fun i that that event's been one of my favorites i'm not a big fan i'll be honest i'm not a huge fan of the new layout i think it's it's different it's interesting but the like the full throttle and you can't really as soon as you're coming into the first little turn on the old layout you could never see the outer clipping zone like it's just blank you see the judges tower so you literally <laughs> like mash the gas, <laughs> kick it sideways, and you're like full throttle the entire time. So that, that fired me up. I, I love those tracks. I, I wish there was maybe some more uh, movable seating. I think yeah. just for the fans, there's just, there's no, I, say, I can't say there's no space. There's no safe place to be. Yeah. I mean, because running that old layout, I mean, it our year one, it rained a little bit, and, and Delahaye came full send like like it was full dry and he was like like we could look down from the judges tower and he was like right beside the photo um <laughs> booth that they were in guest commentate essentially it, 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 it was terrifying yeah, <laughs> yeah and fair. i mean if, if they could sort out some of the uh some of the stands i think it would work out well and that's basically it. it's just logistics down there but yeah that first layout was was amazing where you come flying in off of the drag strip oh into a blind uh, crest that you can't see the uh, first outer zone. Yeah. So Love that. I agree. I, I, those are some of the, that actually kind of inspired me to get back and uh, make it, make it better. Mm -hmm. So Cecilia is saying something to me. I'm supposed to read something. Okay. Series or shootout. Okay. I'm supposed to ask her a question. I think what do you like better? hundred percent. You like the series because it gives you more chances to uh, be on the podium. Yeah. Right. It's not even so much. That's like, Everyone, everyone who competes in drifting knows how fast an event can go wrong for you. Yeah, something so silly and minor could could ruin the weekend or ruin a qualifying run, whatever it may be. So, to me, having more chances um, to be able to to get on the podium and kind of like prove yourself. Let's say you have a have a bad event, something whatever, something goes wrong. You're just you weren't you weren't feeling it. You can go work on your stuff, get it sorted out, and show up to the next event and be able to lay down the, the next one. So. Hundred percent. I I love the the series and um who was um someone I can't remember who it was now. One of the interviews somebody was saying how they liked watching the points. I mean yeah. I'm yeah, I'm the same way. I like watching the uh I like watching the points race too and seeing where everyone's at and seeing where you seeing where you could be and stuff was I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I th I think that's something that we miss too is just sort of seeing because if, if you have a bad day right and you break or something then you you kind of hope that your next closest competition also has that same unfortunate events yeah and then you know you still got two more rounds to kind of to make it up yeah. um before we let you... nice. it's nice that you guys added like the king of the hill battle like i'm sure you remember my event last year i i had a tough time linking that track just it didn't flow for like my style of driving i guess like i couldn't mm -hmm. i couldn't do it how i wanted to do it and uh it was my my the the um the race with spencer was like my pivotal point and i figured it out as i was driving with spencer and he kicked my ass um i figured it out instantly on that event so the king of the hill was cool because i was able at least you have that chance and i was able to i think i had the most battles under anyone doing going up in that yep. bracket was insane yeah and i think that just that really makes you dial in that that track i mean you look at zendera the the year before very much the same story where she was just battling, 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 and, uh, you know, take it all the way to, uh, to third spot for her. Um, so I'll let you sort of wrap it up. Who do you want to thank? Uh, what is it that you need 
to uh, make this season happen? And, uh, you know, where can they reach out to you and find you? Well, while you need it's tires, brace fuel, all the same stuff. It's the most expensive part of running a program. Uh, the car itself, honestly, is it's good. It's It's been the same. We barely changed things. We did coilovers one year, um, little modifications, electric mm -hmm. power steam. So the car itself is has been great, but it just comes down to getting enough cash to get to the events and, and run. We go through 14 tires, probably an event. So it adds up fast. Yeah. Um, so that's you know, essentially what we need. But uh, as, as for people to thank, there's, there's so many. Again, I've been doing this since 2008, 2009. And um, for, yeah, for guys who don't quite know my team, I'm pretty shy at the track. Like, I think some people think I'm a bit standoffish. It's not that at all. I'm like, I'm pretty shy guy. And I, I hate going to try and start conversation. But if you want to like approach me and talk, hell yeah, I'm all for it. I love talking to people. Excellent. Um, but yeah, all the boys who have helped me out my entire career and they, they know who they are. Um, they do, they do it for nothing. They, they literally do it for nothing. And I, I'm able to drive obviously because triple S now, but the guys before triple S who are still helping me. Amazing. In, insane. The, the all-nighters that we pulled with those guys, oh, man, the, the late nights, blown engines, helping me diagnose, driving all night. We did, we did weekend trips to Seattle. Um, literally, because we all had to work, we couldn't take time off. I couldn't pay them for their time, right? So I would, yeah. uh, we would drive out Friday night or Saturday morning. We'd compete. We'd drive home Sunday. So they did all that stuff with me just to help me succeed and, and, and go drift. So and uh so they're a huge part and then obviously you guys and for making for putting on the events it's a lot of work i i know how hard it uh how hard it is to put them on so thanks to you guys and triple s and my longtime sponsors i've got a couple of guys casey from dc signs has been with me probably since like oof, i don't even know what year early early earlier on in my drifting life um my mom who does paintless dent removal the dent lady, she's been with me obviously my whole life. She's been my biggest advocate for keeping me drifting. Sponsor from day one, yeah, but exactly. <laughs> okay, all right now, so that's good. So we got a dent on our truck. We'll go hit her up and we'll pay her. <laughs> Fix right up. All right, yeah. that's that's the way we'll do it. So we're gonna just crown fund this thing. If you want to reach out and uh, secret Santa a pair of tires to Aaron Day, just reach out to me on on Instagram and we'll look after that too. You'll put your name on them or something. <laughs> questions or wants to hit me up again we're yeah. me and the team are, are really open to chatting so if you guys have questions or want to know stuff or whatever it may be hit us up you guys have all my socials and yeah, and, uh, yeah we, lo we love talking racing anytime so yeah and if you want to go check out his car i mean it's it's over at triple s Corey and the guys over there Corey marco in the front of the shop all the time they're down to show you around the shop a uh, great great organization again like we always talk about it you know, supporting the shops that support drifting. And again, here's another one, you know, Triple S, just sort of the your JDM headquarters Corey, in Edmonton. And, Corey's like, I call him my drift dad. He's like, uh, you walk in there, you start talking drifting, he'll just be like, oh, check out his trophies. And yeah, look fair enough. The, he's just like, he's like my proud dad. It's it's the funniest thing. Look so. at look at my screensaver. It's me and Aaron. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's All right. Hilarious. Hey, well, uh, thanks a lot for coming on and just sort of sharing a little bit about it. And we really hope to see you out there at at our first event in June 10th. Um, fingers crossed for you. We're going to try. Again, just, uh, you know, things will turn around. Things will uh, will jump in there. So if you're you're watching this, uh, the 20 people watching or the bunch that watch it afterwards, you want to shout out and give a bit of a hand to uh, the team, by all means, they'd appreciate it. Yeah. Excellent.
Hey, well, thanks for coming on. We're going to uh, let you go. And I think we got Chad Sager and John Burns that going to jump on after. So Sounds good, boys. Thanks for the time and enjoy the rest of the night. Excellent. Thanks. Thank you very much. Aaron Day. See ya. <laughs> Like I will okay, so now we're announcer well, secrets. I got two to share. So A, Aaron Day is the easiest name to pronounce. You always remember it because it just flows very well. And you're saying it often because he's usually doing really well. And B, I prefer the season um, format because there's more it's easier to fill the airtime with like points battles and stuff like that because some of the some of my um feedback from the shootout events is man that's a long day of talking and there is a lot of airtime to fill sometimes so uh i definitely prefer to have the points to bring up all right i see chad jumping in here and we're gonna hopefully that uh, john bernstadt's still available he's supposed to jump on too we figured while we're gonna get another judge on we might as well get all of them on Yep. Mr. Chad Sager. Hey, Tony. How are you? Good, brother. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Miss you. Miss you too, buddy. Well, hey, uh, we're a week and a day away from first practice. I got a big old handshake and a big old booty grab waiting for you. So just uh, you know. know. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Yeah, I'll listen for you. Yeah, I'll listen for yeah. you at the track. You'll you know. hear me before you see me. You know it. <laughs> you know it. Okay, I see John hanging in there, too. So we might as well get him on, too, because uh, it's nice to have all the judges. I mean, we, we can look back to just the last judging event that uh, we would have watched, and that was Formula Drift Long Beach, and we all got our opinion on that, I'm sure. Well, is this what this is, a hot take of uh, judges' opinions of judges' decisions? No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> if Chad's here, John's got to be here because it's uh, – I, I think there, there's lots of excitement sort of building for this this year. I think since we've all been judging, we only had one season together. And then we kind of went into that whole weird uh, thing where we had the uh, COVID and shootouts. Yeah, the bubble and the lockdown and yeah, all that fun shenanigans. Amazing. Do you miss Such the masks, Tron? Do I miss? I, I actually miss the masks. I wear them just sometimes when I'm alone in my truck just to... Remind me. <laughs> I mean, you bought five thousand of the things. You got to do some of them. <laughs> I only use like ten. Anyway, um, so we we had a great time chatting with uh, with Aaron, and I think just sort of building up to to the season coming in here. What are you guys looking forward to? I'll start with Chad, and then John, you can jump in as well. Uh well, I mean. I think I think we're all just looking forward to the track being open again and spending time, you know, together on the weekends and Thursday nights at Castrol or Stratotech. You know, that's for for the local guys here. But uh, I think mission is always uh, is always something we all look forward to. Um, just a big fan of the track, the you know, the location and. I think you know just just the road trip and the whole the whole kind of vacation feel to it of it uh getting out of Alberta and going somewhere else with with all the drift guys and kind of taking over you know these uh these little cities and towns so you know that um you know for everybody that's not from Alberta then this is basically what uh what Alberta is to them so maybe they enjoy that better Flip it around. They just like it because it's like five days off of work, and uh, we've got a you know twenty eight hours in the truck together. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's part of it. <laughs> sometimes you go to Peachland. Sometimes you, you don't. <laughs> that's right. All right. Hey, so you know, we're we're thinking back and, and chatting a bit about some of the memories that we had. What's your one of your favorite uh, memories? Um, maybe one that stands out. Doesn't necessarily have to be a favorite. Something that stands out to you from from a judging perspective. Um. Well. I mean, we always we always keep it, uh, you know, keep it pretty light. In the tower. There's always there's always lots of jokes going around, and um, you know, so uh, personally, um, I'd have to say uh, again, you know, some of those battles in mission um, between Aaron and Aaron and Chris Pollard were. Really close, uh, Ryan Drutz. Um, some old vows were always, always super close and super tight. Um, so that's always good memories. But uh, you know, really, just just hanging out with the Specty family and doing these events. I mean, you know, really, that's that's where where the fun is. So, John Bernstadt in a semi. Okay, I see that. <laughs> Yeah, you look like you're sitting in a race car there, John. Why don't you turn around and show everybody what you got going on? <laughs> I guess I could. Um, so, yeah, I got uh, kind of my Mazda R9 there. No drive got a little pedal set up down here. And uh, printed a bunch of brackets so I can slide the pedals right into the seat. I got my little shifter set and all that set up there, so... So yeah, basically what I've made, I've made it so I can fully adjust it and rip with the boys and, you know, sometimes watch the game and <laughs> catch a Specky podcast at the same time. Okay, well, it hasn't started yet. The game hasn't started. We'll get off before the Oilers <laughs> win tonight. Yeah, he's... yeah we got yeah, a yeah. Yeah. hard line and we're making that happen before we have, like, no viewers. <laughs> and, no, and, and like, to be honest, I probably will, like, miss the first two periods because I'll be probably ripping with the boys on Strato 24-7. <laughs> it's literally the most addicting thing of all time. Like, Jared and Andrew and Tony. Like, Tony was straight ripping last night. It was beautiful. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So I guess this is what happens when John doesn't put all of his stuff into the race car. He takes it apart. Gabe, yeah, John, pretty what, much. What's one of your most memorable moments? One of your uh, maybe standout? It doesn't necessarily have to be the best from the judging experience in the tower and stuff like that. Uh, well, like, I think it, it's hard to compare it every single time because, like, there's so many times that, like, you get to the track and you get there and you just start seeing everybody and just, like, it's your family, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's your racing family. And like, there's like, I don't know, there's nothing else to describe it. Like they're, everybody's so close and everybody puts everything on the line to be there and everything, everybody dedicates to like their whole lives to be there. Like, and I don't know, we all enjoy it so much. So just seeing the family there, but then you put in all that extra hard work, we set up the track and we're like, oh, this is a ton of work. Like I'm sweating out here. Like Sean's just like a huge slave driver. And then, <laughs> Somebody like Aaron comes over the over the hill at uh, Mission there, and the tires just light off, and there's like the smoke is pouring off of it, and it's like it's so intense and it's so raw and like just chills every time. It's so just it, 
that's it. Like that is it. Like it's just that's the thing. Look yeah, how I think that's why we love it so much, right? It's just so intense, and there's so much to love about it, and everybody puts everything on the line. And like at any moment, like Aaron said, like they come over that hill and they don't see they don't see the odors of own. So they're risking they're risking everything, and they could just lose it right there, right? So that's awesome. You know, and I always think you know that you can always tell the drivers really appreciate it too. I got a memory, you know, like um, I think we were at EIR, you know, and after a hard day of judging, you know, the drivers sort of they do the lap, wave to the crowd, wave to us, and the judges stand just to thank us for for the calls. Um, <laughs> I've had a few different ways sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't have my glasses on there. I, I got assume a, he was waving. I got a memory of that. Drivers were waving. I'm sure there was a few of those waves this year at uh, FD as well. <laughs> I, just, I love to joke around. No, the guys are all passionate about it. And I think that's sort of one of the main things is, is the, uh, you know, the drive that goes into it. From the judges, I think that's been one, one thing that's important um, to me is that we're, you know we're all drivers we're all passionate about drifting and we kind of have a you know john mr excitement we usually put him on style um you know chad we we usually throw him on angle because he likes to tell people when they're not deep enough or have enough <laughs> angle at it and i just get whatever's left over so it works out pretty well um and then hey i was we were, we were chatting a little bit earlier with chad and we were talking just a bit about your farther um it's just so he's making the yeah everyone can see that yeah oh <laughs> leaning close yeah that's the d no no that's you remember that's the wave that they were giving me at the uh yeah oh <laughs> 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 yeah so i'd probably right. those there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess hey let's talk a little bit about the rides that, that the judges have in their garage john you're building something why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And Chad will talk a little bit about your, your car that's been around since the beginning. John, go first, John. I want to hear. Do like a quick tour of the house. Yeah, see what's in the for. ceilings. <laughs> if we got a little transit time, I'll say uh, one of my favorite things about hanging out in the judge tower was actually last year. Uh, I would like the way our judges communicate with Chelsea to know. But I'm going to say communicated for lack of a PG word because this is a family-friendly stream. But uh, got pretty heated. It was great. Healthy accountability <laughs> conflict. It was good. Good, good, good. So you, so you guys didn't really see things eye to eye with uh, with Chelsea. You didn't really have the same judging style, or no? I just <laughs> think that I don't know. You want to dive in? John and I were watching some drifting, and maybe he wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, was, he was looking at, at his citronella candle, maybe. Yeah. All right. All right. Zoom out, John. You can't oh, see. What do you, yeah. you got going? Come on over here. Uh, so you can see it's just uh, my project that's taken several years, and it's pretty much in the same state for forever. Um, hmm. So we're going to be running Haltech setup in there. We'll have like a basically a Haltech display. And then Dave Sandal designed a PDM setup that we're gonna be using because that man is a, a mad genius and it is his birthday. We got a rear setup here with the, the fat, with the Ford fans. Got a swirl pot and all that fun jazz. Um, 
got uh, straight piped rotary because so I'm sure that'll definitely pass at EIR. Uh, we were going to run uh, 8.8 uh, four diff, but right now we still have the the Mazda one in. Is it a and then 13B RX8? Uh, no, no, it's a 13B REW Bridgeport. Uh, it's balanced for like 10,000 RPM. It's basically my my child's inheritance sitting right there, ready to explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have uh, a little setup here. We got oil coolers on the bottom. Uh, we have the intercooler on the top, and just a nice little carriage turbo <laughs> there. And, yeah, so we're just plucking away at it. Uh, right now, Dave designed some suspension that uh, Lane Weber is running. So we're just currently getting that all set up and in place. And those guys have helped so much with the car. And uh, Dave is just a genius when it comes to everything he touches. So just really lucky to have him around. And then, yeah, we got kind of wiring harness, fully built ourselves, concentric twisted. Um, these are LS coil packs, but we're going to uh, Helltech coil pack. And the answer going to that, we're going to have to go to a crazy alternator. We have some fancy uh, water lines all stainless steel back to the trunk there. And we also, we're running like the, the drag intake that a lot of the methanol cars run just so we can have access to the injectors. Cause there's been times in the past we've had issues with the injectors, but uh, we have to take the full intake apart and it comes quite the job. Uh, printed uh, fuel rail holders out of uh, aluminum there. And yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of just random printed parts on the car just for now, just to hold stuff in. So I got fuel lines and brake lines. They all get clipped in place, this fancy little setup here. And I get a little carried away with the printer sometimes. So but yeah, that's my messy car. Coming to it. So is your plan that um, by the time that you get the RX-8 on track that they'll be worth as much as an FDRX-7? No, no. Actually, no. since I've been ripping with the boys, Andrew and those guys, and Tony, and Jared is just like, I've got to get back on track. Like, I was like, I'll build the sim so I don't, like, crave it as much. But as soon as I built the sim, Waka and I have been on there, it's just like, huh, I, I want it. I need it. So, <laughs> man, well, I, got I hope so. I hope that you're back out to the uh, track soon enough. We'll happily replace you with the judge to have you uh, drive any day. Mr. Excitement, back with the uh, straight pipe rotary. That's the favorite sound. Oh, yeah. Rotary guy right here. Ford needs to hear you. They think they're mad now. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, speaking about cars that have sort of been around a long time, and now they're probably worth uh, 10 times what they were when they were built. Uh, Chad, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you have in the garage and, you know, maybe just um, how that setup can still be, you know, compatible, uh, competitive today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I think one of the main things uh, and the reason why um, I was kind of known as, I think, more of a consistent driver than anything was that I was I made it out to every event because I kept I kept a bone stock SR20 and I kind of found I kind of found the sweet spot the balance between uh, making power and having reliability and also not fully building like a forged motor and you know throwing thousands and thousands of motors so I kind of found that sweet spot of tuning my 
tuning all my cars to 325 wheel horsepower and which is about 400 crank um so and i was told that you know stock sr20 that's that's kind of rate the limit that you really want to run them so i basically just got you know simple stuff just bigger injectors a tune and uh a z32 math and a bigger turbo kind of what aaron day was talking about earlier disco potatoes so i had a version of that which was the biggest um the biggest version of the disco potato you could get so um i only had to run 12 or 13 pounds of boost to make that 325 wheel and uh i know my car wasn't always the fastest you know out on track but um just the way I drove it, and uh, I think the big thing was just, you know, majority majority of the events that I would go to, I'd have, you know, a team of mechanics and, and people there to help out. And majority of the time, all I would do when I'd come in the pit is, you know, I need to change some tires and, you know, do a quick look over in the car. It was never anything mechanical. It was like literally the exact opposite of what John would, what John on track days would be like. It was literally exact opposite. So, and I, I think it was, you know, I did work at Nissan. So, you know, the, the week coming up to the event, you know, the car would be up on the hoist every, you know, every day after work. And I street drove the car and had it insured. So I think that was also a big thing was, uh, you didn't get to the track and unload and have, you know, some surprises and, you know, you're loading the car back up. Right. So, um, and how that's relevant today. I mean, literally all the car is, it's a Nissan S chassis. So, you know, S 13, 14 and 15, they're all, you know, pretty similar. Right. Um, I kept the SR 20 in it. It was the original motor. Um, I feel like the design, uh, how they were the SR20 turbo was designed. Um, it's better suited to a right-hand drive vehicle. Um, so yeah, just being the original motor in the car, I always really like that light, nimble, you know, balance. So, you know, to any of the guys out there who are, you know, getting into drifting and you know even want to be competitive with it, like you don't don't think you have to go out there and you know Ellis swap the world or you know make you know make a thousand horsepower right so um when i first started drifting 2007 so i bought my car in the summer of 2007 uh, i was the first owner in canada i was actually imported through four cruiser so through conroy's uh, company back in the day and i showed up to my first event with the car is still bone stock it was still running you know the 200 horsepower from factory but i showed up with some suspension so the car handled decent but i show up to this event and chris van galen's there rob parsons conroy ganson and his uh baby blue fd uh i'm pretty sure sean owns that car now but um i think just kind of getting thrown into it um there we used to have like a, a pro and an amateur um kind of events and i i never i always wanted to drive with the best drivers so i think that's kind of what pushed me is yeah driving and you know looking up to these guys like you know rob parsons and you know conor ganson and 
you know, just wanted to keep up with these guys, but I never really had the budget to do it. So I just kind of made, made do with what I could. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the car still stands the way it is. I mean, it's fairly simple to, you know, how, how I have the car set up um, for the Pro Series since, you know, 2010. So um, I do have plans to, to get the car back. Um, you know, look, always, Strato Bash is always, you know, uh, it's always like the motivation and, you know, um, I think the thing that you really kind of push forward to. So um, that's all, that's always, you know, something I'm looking forward to, or I guess pushing for, but uh, no guarantees on this year. Um, but I definitely, I definitely like to see the car totally, you know, refinished and um, get all, get it all up to speed for, for next year. And I love doing the judging. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm, you know, even at that level anymore to compete with some of these guys. Um, so yeah, you want to know what? If I can't stay, if I can't stay relevant in the in the championship, I might as I got to be I got to be doing something with the drift series. So, so I guess basically, Chad's saying that none of us that are judging are 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 relevant in the. <laughs> no, no, not anymore. <laughs> I think and I'm we so really sorry, need to. Aaron, I did not mean to say relevant. We, I meant to say, like, he's no longer, like, just outright dominating all of us. Oh, okay. This guy's catching up to him. Well, yeah. I, think, I think Aaron needs to stick around long enough so that each one of us can probably beat him a little bit. Um, I guess we've got to answer some of this stuff. I mean, Dubay's been in the chat offering up a car to John. Is that um, a bad idea? Well, I, I mean, just going, idea. you know, I'll, I'll give him some personal experience. I would say, oh, uh, you know, knowing after interview with Justin, you know, he talked about his, uh, that he doesn't care about money. So I think that actually lending a car to John would be a great idea. Um, kind of worked out for you. Representative racing has declined in the chat. What, what could possibly go wrong? Um, I, I think it's an amazing idea. And she's mint, and she will not be there any further. John's going to look for the picture of the uh, car in the dumpster. Oh, uh, I, I wish I had a picture queued up. If I knew if we were getting to this, I would have a picture of us uh, cutting the roof off with that the, like, the old race car. The neighbor coming out screaming at us. I'm trying to watch the game over here. Because we're like, so I was on the roof off for like three in the afternoon. Yeah. It was like the, taking it to like the back of like basically the, like the small fab shopping cameras there and four of us load this car off the like a trailer by hand and flip it into a dumpster by hand and there's this little house there and this old lady comes out and she's looking at us funny as we're loading this car off from this dumpster by hand there's five of us struggling not to be crushed and die <laughs> see that's like it's kind of funny it's like you guys did that with the with the fds and the mazda chassis and that's how we used to be you know, but at Sherwood Nissan back in the day with Norm, those guys, those guys uh, bought a 240, kind of a junk one, took parts off of whatever they needed to, and chopped the thing up in into pieces with a sawzall and did the same thing. Throw it in the steel bin behind behind the dealership. So it's like it's almost funny when you think back to those days when 
they would pick these cars up for 500 bucks and now now you're seeing them getting sold for (laughs) like you know six seven grand for same thing right so it's kind of crazy at the same time conroy that i did this was selling a shell for about 20 grand because it was a superman fd shell so i think uh sorry sean for destroying your fdr7 I'm just happy Basically, that you've created a bond with, and then I destroyed it. That's all right. And then never two, four, I haven't two, bonded with another FD since, so it's all good. Okay. Um, well, I, we're getting close to the start of the hockey game, so let's go cheer on the Oilers. Hopefully, they're, they'll get the right call of the uh, refs. Tony's putting that's you're going to get us uh, canceled if you don't cheer for the Oilers. I got the reps in four, buddy, and uh, let's go Boston all the way. We'll, we'll say it right there. <laughs> Excellent. I didn't know, you're, I didn't know you're from Boston. Well, from Boston. Hey, thanks, guys, for, for jumping on. And I think we'll wrap it up and say good night. And uh, I guess everyone planning, if you're if you're watching this, you're part of the uh, Aceto group. Jump on. I think there's going to be some some drifting live on there. So, are you jumping on right now, Sean? I guess I'll try. to jump on and see how it goes you better i'll spin out are you jumping on? i see you're online right now well, i'm not online i am online Tony's right online <laughs> i've been drifting at the same time i've been doing all this tony's drifting on a set of what we're doing right. hey well thanks guys i'll let you say good night and i'll wrap it up okay thanks so much there you guys Oh, we're loading. It's doing something. Let's huh. go. That was nice. That was, it was good catching up with everybody tonight. Uh, appreciate everybody coming on again. Big thanks to uh, Aaron for for taking some time and chatting with us. And and again, if you're looking to help out somebody that that really deserves it in the drift community, definitely try to to go and support the uh, shop Triple S. Uh, thanks to Chad and John also for judging for the last bunch of years. And uh, you know, since uh, those of us who can't drive anymore should judge. We'll be here. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, that was an awesome interview with Aaron Day. You know, it's, it was cool to just get some of his insights. Like, he's been around for a long time and just kind of hear what drives him and just some of his uh, recollections was definitely pretty cool. I think it was one of the uh, one of the best interviews we've had yet. That's not to discredit anybody else who's been on. Um, but I think that one was just really fun for content. And I really liked the way that Aaron Day kind of just long format answers yeah. and felt more, felt more podcasts than it did interviews on, at some points, which is all good. Um, go. So I had one, you know, I was going to ask the judges here before they left to go do their various judging activities. Um, maybe we'll expand on this and maybe we can throw some in the chat. Maybe it's like a weekly question we'll ask is, yeah. you know, with the, with the increase of sim drifting, especially in our little local community here, you know, do you think it's going to a help with driver training and B, do you ever think seeing a, seeing a situation where we could use it for judging, like be it the track layout, be it a, a snapshot of the track from above or something like that. So I think it's got uh, a lot of uses still uh, need some more time to play around with it, obviously myself and you. Um, but I think it, uh, it could be a pretty cool tool going forward. Yeah. I definitely think for some of the tracks that we're not necessarily at all the time mm-hmm. where we, maybe don't have um, a great track map or being able to explain it necessarily how we're, we're talking about mission. Uh, mission has a good layout there. I think once we can get a few drivers to really nail it down and record that, it'd be a good thing to, uh, 
to put up into the drivers to sort of show them the layout where the coping points are and, uh, and zones. Um, but I think, it, no, it's really good. Uh, there's been so much talk about just how it helps with, uh, you know, muscle memory, even just understanding the feel of the car, even though it's, it's virtual. It like still really helps a lot. Um, you know, they had that in Poland where a sim drifter went out the first time and he was like linking a track in and Peter Vincent's uh, S15. So mm -hmm. I definitely think that it's, it's good. And I think it's going to be something that, you know, it's just the way it is. Another tool for people to stay sharp in the off season and yep. uh, even through it. I mean, you, you listen to more of the interviews with drivers from, from FD and lots of them run the layout that they're going to to be going to on the sim and just to get you know familiar with the track where the zones are and maybe just to have that little bit of mu muscle memory dialed in a lot of those guys are running a pretty nice rig so they you know they have it uh, maybe a little bit better i see everyone here is jumping onto the uh, server so again we'll maybe somebody can post up a link in the chat or uh or on it for the for the server that we're joining and uh, basically join all the spec D guys on the Assetto Corsa. Uh, I think they're on Stratotech tonight, so that'd be good. Um, just before we wrap it up, there's a few spots left for the season opener, which is May 13th out of Stratotech. So if you're thinking about coming and uh, you, wanna, you wanna drive that, there's only a few spots left, so make sure you jump onto the spec D website and grab those. And again, we also have our grassroots. Round one is also up on there, and that's May 19th, and that's gonna be out of Red Torque. So it's gonna be a great time. Uh, if you're not gonna be driving, make sure you come out and watch, cheer on the, the drivers. Uh, we're gonna have some time for ride-alongs as well. So it'd be good to, uh, you know, maybe maybe get a chance to jump in a drift car and see what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Anything you wanna sign off with there, Tony? Um, just excited to see everybody first practice. Uh, obviously, if uh, all 10 of you in chat come, that's awesome. We'd love to see all of you there. Oh, nine now, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but. Um, yeah, first practice. It's a week and a day away, so I hope some drift cars are ready. Uh, very excited to get back out of the uh, track, see some tire smoke, rad torque, of course, homo drifting. Um, pumped to be out there, pumped to see the fam. Mm -hmm. uh, be a little bit of time before I'm driving this year, but uh, just, man, just just stoked to be around it and just can't can't uh, express, like, you know, how, how much I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, and we will see you next week, 7 o'clock. Uh, We'll watch for the announcements who our guest is coming up and it should be a great time. I think we got Carlton McDonald scheduled for next week. So that'll be a good time to see what his program is. I've uh, been watching his YouTube channel and uh, keeping up to date with what he's building on his car. So next week, seven o'clock. See you then. Sounds good. How, how, how do you, um,